Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com or by clicking the Share Your Story tab on the Church Center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located on the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us to continue to bring the message of Jesus Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's service. Good morning, church family. How are y'all doing this morning? Would you stand to your feet? Let's try that again. How many of you are happy to be in the house of God this morning? Amen. You guys, we're so glad you're here. We're going to start out with this song, Grateful. And every person in this room has something to be grateful for. Amen. All right, let's kick it off with that. Come on. Joy, who 
2 Peter, it says that the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise. He is not slow. And maybe you, some of you are feeling in this room, maybe he forgot. Maybe he forgot about me. Maybe he forgot my, about my situation. And I am here to tell you that he is not slow to fulfill his promise in your life. So we are going to praise into it. Come on, here we go. God that has never failed you, then let's lift our voices and praise him today. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I can feel his presence in this room, church. 
And I just wanna ask you right now, if you need a tangible visit from your Savior today, just raise your hands with me and let's, let's invite him to speak to us. In fact, in your own words right now, in Jesus' name, just ask him to come and speak to you right now. Jesus, would you come meet with us? Heavenly Father, would you send your Holy Spirit into this room and meet with us right now? Thank you for the fact that when we worship you, you worship you, you gather here with us. And God, we ask you that you would meet each and every one of us right where we are, that you speak to us as, as individuals, as parents, as spouses, as students, as kids, whoever, whatever place and stage of life we're in, God, you know exactly what we need today. And we pray that you would touch us. So we're expecting, we're expecting you to meet with us and we, we wanna be changed by you today so that we give you our hearts, God. We pray that you'd open our eyes, open our ears so that God, we can see what you want us to see and we can hear what you want us to hear. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, church, I'm so glad to see you today. I wonder, are you expectant for God to move in this place today? Let's go like old school Southern church today. And before you go sit down, why don't you find three people and tell them, get ready. Say, get ready. Find three people. Say, get ready. If you're on the chat, say, get ready. Get ready. Maybe you're driving down the car, driving in your car, listening to this on the radio or on your phone. Go ahead, roll down your window and tell the person next to you, get ready. They might think you're crazy, but that's all right. We're so glad that you're here with us today. I'm expectant of what God is gonna do in this place. Um, we wanna take a moment and welcome any of you that might consider yourself a visitor or a guest here at Fellowship Church. Maybe you're just watching with us for the first time online. We wanna invite you um, to go ahead and text the word fellowship to 94,000. That's the word fellowship to 94,000. And we can get you some information about our churches if you're with us here on our campus. Um, stop by our information booth and tell us that you're visiting with us We'd like to give you information about a guest reception uh, that we have coming up where we can meet you and uh, you can ask some questions of our staff and our volunteers of how you can get better connected. Uh, we just, we'd love the opportunity to get to uh, match some faces with some names and uh, get to talk to you. So uh, please take part in that. Uh, we're gonna continue worshiping God with giving him our tithes and our offerings right now. So as you're getting ready to give, there are many different ways that you can give. I know there are many of us though here in this room. We need prayer and we need help from God uh, that he would help us when it comes to our resources. How many of you would just say, I, I need some prayer when it comes to my resources. Maybe I need more or I need wisdom to be able to handle what I already have. But I, I want to pray for you here in just a moment um, before we give, give our offerings back to God, give our tithes back to God. Um, but before we do that, I want to give you one quick heads up on an announcement you're going to see here in a video in, in just a moment where I wanted you to know that our men's retreat that is taking place this month. Today is the very last day you can sign up for the men's retreat. So if you haven't signed up for it, you can sign up for it on the church app or you can go to the west side of our lobby where Pastor Will will be there to answer any questions that you might have about our men's retreat. But you got to register today. So wives, if you wanna get rid of your husbands for a couple of days, this is the time. You gotta sign them up today. Get, a, get yourself a little breathing room this summer, right? So, um, but, but act like it's a gift, act like it's for him, right? Not just for you, not just for you, yeah. 
<laughs> Happy Father's Day, go away, right? Like, <laughs> no, it's going to be incredible. We're looking forward to what God is going to do, going to do there. But I want to pray right now over our uh, resources as, as we give back to God. Uh, so if you would, just bow your heads with me. God, you know what we need. And you saw us raise our hands a minute ago where we're saying, we need your help. Um, we either need more or we need the wisdom to handle it the way you want us to. So God, as we give back to you and as we're putting our trust in you and not just our own ways, I pray that you would bless us like, like your word tells us. Uh, we, can, we can test you in the fact that we can give to you and see if you will come through on your promises to bless us. And, and God, as we give you that 10% back, like you tell us to do in the book of Malachi, um, that we would, uh, we would see those blessings come back. So Lord, I pray right now that you would just give a peace and a comfort to every person in this room and help us, God, to trust you and help us to see your move in our lives. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, well, God bless you as you give. A couple uh, really important things that we wanna keep you up to date on. Check this video out. Summer is here and will be gone before we know it. You do not want to miss the opportunity to send your second through sixth grader to our Super Kids Conference from July 18th through the 20th. This day camp style event is going to be the highlight of their summer and an experience that they will look back on as an encounter with God that they will never forget. Every day will be packed with Bible teaching, games, healthy snacks, time with friends and kids' church leaders and pastors. Lunches will be included every day and kids are gonna get a chance to go to get air, go swimming, as well as a ton of activities here on campus. So don't miss this Super Kids Conference. Men's Retreat is just a couple of weeks away. All men ages 20 and up are invited to come to this event. Whether you are married, single, divorced, widowed, this retreat is for you. You guys are gonna go up to the mountain surrounded by men to lift you up and pursue Christ together. So sign up in the Church Center app. We have a couple of new activity groups going on this summer. There's a new road biking and motorcycle group, as well as many others still going on. If you have any more questions or wanna check out what kind of activities are happening, stop by the west end of the lobby or sign up on the Church Center app. Camp 4640 was amazing! And they will be continuing into this season with 4640 Outdoors. Service time is normal from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., but we will be combining middle school and high school on Wednesday nights only. We have great things planned throughout the summer and we'll be updating social media and reminding you of that week's specific activity or theme so your students come prepared to have the maximum amount of fun in Jesus. I am so excited for part two of Pastor Hooper's series, Even Now. Enjoy the rest of today's service. Well, hi, put your hands together for Jesus. Isn't he awesome? He is a wonderful, an awesome, and an almighty God. He's able to do all things. Would you bow your heads with me for prayer, please? And as your heads are bowed, listen to me just for a moment, those of you at home as well. There are many times we come to a church service where we listen to a message, we participate in wonderful worship and praise to our Heavenly Father. And when we leave there, or maybe while we're sitting in the, in the service, we think, you know, that's a topic, that's an issue that I need to work on. That's something I wish that I could talk to my wife about. That's something that uh, maybe later I ought to take a little time, drive up in the mountains and, and, and get straightened up with my Heavenly Father. And 
it's almost like what you're saying is you need a little workshop where you're working on you after the service. Well, today, we're going to have a workshop during the service. We're going to talk about a topic. We're going to pause. And we're going to talk to our Heavenly Father right here, right now. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I want to ask you to be open to God's Word. I want you to listen very carefully. And if the Holy Spirit brings something to your mind where you feel like right now I need to be talking to Jesus, <laughs> then we're just going to stop and talk to Him. And we're going to watch healing take place all over this room, between couples and relationships, people on the workplace, and maybe people that are already dead and gone home to heaven. Let's pray. Father God, we love you so much. I pray today that you forgive me of all of my sins and that you would use me today. I need you. Give me clarity of thought, word, and mind, memory, recall. I pray you give me favor with the people that are listening to me that they just want to hear what you're trying to say through me today. And you can get me completely out of the way. Your word and your truth being heard, I pray. And I pray that you do some changes in people's lives. So there are people in here and people at home watching that have been stuck for years. But the answer's coming today. In this workshop style of a message, the answer's coming. And I ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, I started a two-part message last Sunday morning. It was to be a workshop. Today is that workshop portion of the message. It comes straight from God's Word, not my opinion, not man's opinion, because that doesn't really matter. I love God's Word because God's Word changed my life. It is not some man's opinion that I listen to or someone else that I follow when it comes to how to do this life. I get it straight from the God, the Creator, straight from my Master on how to live life, how to live life and how to die one day, how to do marriage and how to do my money how to have a purpose and how to have a provision and a provider behind that purpose that enables me to be able to carry out the task. God's Word is life-changing. And last week, we saw this incredible relationship between Martha and between Jesus that we have available to us. The Bible tells us that we are His children, that we have a relationship with God the Father to call Him our Father, prompted by the Holy Spirit to call Him Daddy God. That when we come to him in our relationship, we can refer to him as our father. We can refer to him as our daddy, and we can communicate with him in this most unbelievable fashion as kinship, as father, uh, and as child. And there is an interesting exchange and demeanor of it that's going on between Martha and Jesus that you and I can pick up on, and you and I can explore, and you and I can experience when it comes to you and I. <laughs> talking to Jesus, and this is what she said in John chapter 11. Lord Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, that is a woman's way of asking a man, where were you? Give me an explanation. You knew I wanted you here. You knew I needed you here. You knew I needed your help. What took you so long? Where were you? Martha said, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. This calamity wouldn't have taken place taken place. This tragedy would not be something we're experiencing right now. But then she goes on to say, it's almost as if she could have had this conversation in her head without Jesus. She could have said, if Jesus would have been here, none of this would have happened. But even now, if he were here, it could all be better. Because Jesus didn't even answer the question. 
Jesus didn't say, well, let me tell you what happened. You know, I was away, and I wanted to wait a while so that he'd be dead. For... She, he didn't give her any explanation. He just said, show me where you put him. She said, if you'd have been here, but even now, God will give you whatever you're asked. Ask. Now, I'm interested in this, and we should be all interested in this even now kind of miracle. Because all of us are going to need an after what has happened to us kind of miracle. After the divorce, I need a miracle. After I turn 50, I need a miracle. After the job shut down, I need a miracle. After the country did what the country did last year and is still recovering from, I need a miracle. I need an even after all this has happened to me kind of miracle. And that's what Martha was asking for. And we're all gonna need one of these, the after what hasn't happened kind of miracle. Father, do you know how old I'm getting to be? Do you know I'm still not married, don't have a prospect, hadn't gone out on a date? I have a desire in my heart to get married, and I'm 42 years old. What about what hasn't happened yet kind of miracle? And this is the kind of even now miracle that Jesus and Martha were talking about. Now listen, I'm glad that I have a home forever in heaven. To have a home forever in heaven is, gives me confidence to be able to live the life that I have left on this earth. And that home forever in heaven is wonderful, but I'm going to still need a lot of help here. Because the older I get, the more I realized I am a high-maintenance child of God. What I'm trying to tell you is that I'm not one that doesn't talk to God about stuff. I talk to God about everything. And this is what I know about Dan Hooper. Dan Hooper needs a lot of help. I need a lot of attention. Now, I don't need it from everybody, but I certainly need it from my Heavenly Father. Now, let's make sure you're saved, though. Let's make sure that you have accepted Christ as your personal Savior. Maybe you've been putting that off for a while, saying, I want to do that one of these days. I realize I can't save myself. And one of these days, I want to ask Christ to save me. Well, this is a workshop today. So right here and right now, if you have been putting off asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart and save you, giving you confidence that you're going to have a home forever in heaven when you leave here, then bow your heads with me all over the place there at home and pray this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I trust Jesus as my Savior. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. I know there is no other way that I could go to heaven, but through you, Jesus, I call upon you as my Lord. You are the master of my life. I want to partner with you for, forever, and thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, according to the authority of the Word of God, you have started a relationship with Jesus Christ. It means that you have a home forever in heaven. You're not putting your hopes or confidence in anyone else to be able to get you into heaven. It's not about what you do or what you don't do. It's about what he did and what he has completed on the cross of Calvary. You've trusted him. The Holy Spirit has prompted you to do that. You have a home forever in heaven, and that is wonderful. Now the enemy is going to come against you to make sure that you think that you don't to make you sure that you have things happen in your life and around your life where you default back into that old way of thinking, not as a Christian as you're growing, because you got some growing to do, but, 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 but the enemy's going to make you think that you're still where you were before you asked Christ to save you. 
And therefore, he wants to keep you from living a life that anybody would notice or that anybody would pay attention to. You can have a dull marriage. You can have a marriage that's filled with conflict. You can have all kinds of problems raising kids and all, so that nobody will say, look, 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 they're no different than I am. But what I want now before I get to heaven is the most blessed life I could possibly live. Because I don't want to get to heaven and find out my life could have been better. My satisfaction could have been better. My joy could have been to a whole new level. I could have been happier than what I was. I could have been more successful. I could have been more productive if only I let go of a couple of things. If only when God started blessing me, I didn't start acting all crazy and get all stupid and start thinking that I was entitled to any of that and that I did any of that on my own. When God knows and I know that I would have been lost on my way to hell and had nothing, but all good things come from him. And that's why he said, I want you as my children to praise me. I don't want you to praise yourself. I don't want you to be boastful. I don't want you to brag on what you did or what you didn't do. I want you to turn all that praise back to me. And if you are filled with pride, you will be my child stopped in your place. And not only will you be stopped, God says, but I'm going to cause you to have a fall. Now, do you remember a few weeks ago when I brought out that Milton uh, uh, Bradley game back in 1964 called Time Bomb? I threw a picture of it up on the side screen. And how we used to play it, you wind it up and tick, tick, tick. And, and the goal was get rid of it as quick as you can. That's what I said that we do with pride. Pride is going to rise up in you. And here, we see it all the time. It's not just something the celebrities deal with or those uh, professional athletes deal with. Do you know how many celebrities today, singers today, that came from Christian homes with pastors as fathers who started singing in a church much smaller than this one, and they are blessed by God to have a voice, to have a talent, to have the right people put around them. They get into Hollywood, they cut a couple of records, people start singing their praises, people start you know, getting on, their, getting on their social media, and now they got a million, and now they got four million, and now they got 15 million. And these sweet, wonderful people that started singing in a church get crazy. And you know why they do? Because human beings were never meant to carry praises that only God the Father should get. And it doesn't just happen in Hollywood with those that we see coming up through American Idol. It happens in local churches, in families, and in neighborhoods, and in local politics all the time. And God says, you better get rid of that. I want to give you a blessed life, but I'm not going to give you a blessed life. You carry around pride because you know better. You know who gave you that. You know how many times God rescued you. You know the gifts and the talents you had didn't come from you, and they didn't come from your mama. They came straight from your heavenly Father. So this morning, to keep you from being stuck, and especially to keep you from falling, would you bow your heads with me? Father, we confess to you pride this morning. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. Forgive us for not giving you the credit, for not singing praises to your name as you ask us to do. I know that it was you that showed, shown us favor and blessed us 
And right now, in the name of Jesus, I break the spirit of pride off of my life. God, I am so sorry. I have lost friendships. I have lost relationships because they have gotten sick of hearing me talk about me. And God, from now on, I pray I just point people to you. Forgive me, Father. Forgive me. And I would not even have the sense to ask you to forgive me if it were not for you prompting me to ask you. So thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week I talked on and touched on this topic of unforgiveness. Anytime a pastor hits two topics, people get uh, defensive, they get resistant, or they push back. Those two topics are money and forgiveness. Because many people think money is my money and don't talk to me about money. And many people think I earned the right to be unforgiving. You don't know what happened to me don't try to get me to forgive them. You weren't there when the offense happened. I've even heard people say this to me and other pastors, they have said, you're a pastor, what do you know about being offended? <laughs> I, I will admit, I will admit, I will admit that my head is as hard as it looks. And I will admit that after 43 years of ministry that my skin has toughened up but to be offended is somebody that everybody has to deal with. Can I just ask you a question? How many times y'all been broke up with? Hold up, hold up a number. Two, three, come on, hold up your hand. Any, four, we got four down here. I found anybody got five, 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 gonna get five, five, over here, gonna get five, 10. You've been broken up 10 times? Anybody up here over 10? Anybody over 10? Daniel, you have had to been breaking up with over 10 times. No. Okay. You know how many times I've been broken up with? Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of times. Right? And why? It's just, it's just something that pastors carry. Pastors make investments in relationships. Pastors love people. Pastors pray for people. Pastors marry them when they get married. Pastors bury those, that their loved ones. And then for whatever reason, boom, they're gone, they're out. A breakup is when somebody that was in your life decides they want out of your life. This happens to pastors hundreds of Upon, now, it, it's just my lot in life. It's just pastor's lot in life. This is what gives me comfort. People break up with Pastor Stephen Furtick and Pastor Joel Osteen every week. And they're a lot nicer and better looking than I am. That's why Jesus said, that's why Jesus said you've got to forgive. Because God knew that your heart would be attacked. He knew the enemy was going to keep coming after you. You don't need to make a big deal out of a big production out of it. They didn't apologize to me. Nobody ever apologized to Jesus. And when Jesus was on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. I didn't see anybody lining up saying, Jesus, forgive me. No, he forgave them because Jesus knew what was coming three days later. And many times the enemy will attack you for the only reason of knowing who you are in God and he has an idea of what is coming in your life just down the road. So he wants to stop you with a spirit of unforgiveness because unforgiving spirit will stop you in your tracks. I love this quote 
To walk in unforgiveness, look at it. To walk in unforgiveness is equivalent to drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. Let me tell you what unforgiveness is, that spirit forgiveness is and what it is not. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. Take a look at this. Forgiveness is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It's you being strong enough to say, I'm not going to allow something to happen in my past to keep me from something that I want in the future. My emotions are not important here. I'm going to do this as a decision. Forgiveness is not an excuse. I'm not excusing that person for what they did. I'm not excusing their behavior. I am making a decision not to be tied to that individual or what they did emotionally anymore. I'm not going to let them walk in a room and change my mood. I'm not excusing what they did to me, but they're not going to dominate my thinking. They're not going to keep me from where I want to go. Forgiveness, look at this, is not trust. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. Trust is earned by those who are trustworthy. And forgiving does not give them the permission or you the permission to keep, allow them to do what they did to you in the past. It is not blind trust for the future. If you stab me with a knife, I will forgive you. But the next time I see you with a knife in your hand, I'm not turning my back on you. Does that make sense? Until you prove you're trustworthy with that knife. Does that make sense? I think people mess up on this thing all the time because they, they don't realize what forgiveness is or what it is not. And if you are willing to do this, if you're a strong enough man or a strong enough woman to say, I'm not going to let you dictate my mood any longer. You are not going to live in the prison of my mind. I'm releasing that. I'm letting that go. Then God promised that he would promote you if you would do that. This is why you ought to do it no matter how bad you got hurt for God's promotion. What is that? To move you ahead better than what you were in the past, before the offense ever happened. Remember the story of Joseph, how Joseph was mistreated by his brothers, thrown in a pit? You know the whole story about him being put in slavery, thrown into jail? He forgave his brothers, and when he did, he was, he was placed in a position of high authority. You remember when Job forgave his friends? Those critical friends said, this is all your fault, Job. Your family dying, your kids dying. Isn't that, isn't that great? When you're hurting so badly, here come your friends and they want to tell you why this happened to you. Anytime you know of someone who is hurting and you want to help them, there's only two things you can do. Number one, show up. And number two, shut up. They, th that's all you got to do. Just show up and shut up. They'll never forget that. But they'll remember you showing up and speaking up. They'll remember that. Because there's really nothing you can say in a time of most crisis. What about Job? Think about that for a moment. Didn't God give Job back double for his trouble? You remember that? We've all heard it a hundred times. But let me ask you a question. If you lose two kids and God gives you two more kids... Does that make up for the kids that you lost? Because the Bible didn't say God gave them back the same kids. God gave them back 10 more kids. See, restoration doesn't mean that God's always going to give you that thing back. Restoration is when God gives you the thing that that thing you lost gave you back. Let me back that one up. God's not going to give you necessarily the thing back. Restoration is when God gives you the thing that the thing you lost gave you back. Let me help you with that. Let's say you lost a job during this last 14 months. God may not give you that job back. 
People on the job didn't treat you right, talked about you behind your back. They were jealous of your accomplishments. So God, that God knows that job gave you what? Security. So God will give you back something that the thing you lost gave you. Watch, by giving you a better job in a better place that is better for you, the security comes back without the thing you lost coming back. Because you and me as children of God, we get this messed up all the time. The devil just hits us in the head with this one. Listen, we, we, we lose things and then we think we lost something that is so important to us it is now going to affect our life. You never lose the source. Child of God, you only lose the resource. Let me explain it. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, when Jesus prayed, let me jump ahead, when Jesus prayed and thanked God for the loaves and the fish, you remember that? The loaves and the fish were not enough. They were not enough resource. So Jesus looks up into heaven and prays to the source and says, Father, thank you. For what? For not enough? Nope, the resource was not the important thing because the future had nothing to do with two fish and five loaves. It wasn't enough. That was never what Jesus turned his eyes to, to say, look, well, look, it's a mess. This is just gonna be a mess. Look at these people. Look at all this, not enough. He didn't do that. He didn't look at the resource. He looked at the source and said, Father, thank you. And then the resource became enough because he never, it wasn't about the resource in the first place. It was always about God. It was always about the Father who gives. It was always about the hand that reaches out with that which you and I need. And you forgiving those people in your life that have hurt you, it's not about them being a resource. God can use you as a resource in my life if he wants to, but I'm not manipulative, I'm not political, I don't have to have you tied to me in a friendship. Because if God wants to use you in my life, that's great. But if God doesn't want to use you in my life, he will put somebody else in my life that'll bring a smile back to my face, joy back in my step, happiness back in my soul. He will do this because I always will talk to him as my source. He is not my resource. He gives me whatever resource he wants to give me, but my communication and my talking to him is my source. And I think a lot of this stuff where we get messed up is because, well, because, because we make such a big deal about it. Well, I'm hurt. I don't know if I want to talk to you right now. You can talk to him about anything. You can talk to God about anything, because if you don't talk to him about it, what are you going to do with it? Husbands, look at me for a minute. Men, look at me very carefully. Your God has given you a taunting task of providing for and taking care of a woman who he created to be complicated and over your head and ability to be able to fully understand. Now, you know I'm telling the truth, you're chicken. That's why you're not plodding right now, you're chicken. <laughs> and because women can be more emotional, I'll let that sink in a minute. 
than men. Women are not going to like this. There are some things you should not talk to her about. And women are going, oh, my husband better talk to me about everything. He better tell me everything. I'm going to look at his phone. I'm going to look at his Facebook. I'm going to look at everything. He's going to talk to me. And if he does, he'll put you in the pile in the corner of the floor wondering if you're going to be okay, if your family's going to make it. If he were to explain to you everything that's rolling through his heart, his soul, and his mind right now concerning his family. There are some things, men, you should only talk to your father about. Father, this woman you gave me is beautiful, but she's expensive. And if I want to be the kind of husband that I need to be and the kind of provider that I need to be, I don't care what anyone has said, done to me in the past. It's not worth keeping things from my wife or my children or my future or my destiny. That person didn't say they were sorry. They forgot the offense ever happened. And what am I going to do with I'm sorry from them anyway? That I'm sorry doesn't give me back anything they took. Not one thing. So I'll not be tied to it. So are you ready to let it go? Are you ready to let go? I know those men hurt you and I know you put up a wall. I get that. Men have walls up too. But are you ready to move forward? You can talk to them about anything. Father, we're talking to you about this right now. That person's name, that person's face is coming to mind. What they did, what they said, what they didn't do, promises broken. Betrayal happened. I'm talking to you about it. I don't have anybody else to talk to about it. So I'm talking to you. And this may not be the first time I have to forgive them. God, I may, have to talk, I may tell you I forgive them and help me, but God, I may be back next week if I see them in public. I'm, I might have to deal with it again, I'm ta- I'm, but I'm going to come back talking to you. We can never go silent when it comes to communicating with our Heavenly Father. Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and you can talk to him about anything. I, I was talking to a 21-year-old man the other, the, the, the other month. And I asked him, I said, son, are you praying? He said, no, pastor, but I do a lot of thinking. How's that working for you? It's not. Talk to your, can I ask God for a boyfriend? Yep. I'm asking him to help me lose weight. I am, I'm talking to him about cheesecake. Lord, I don't want that cheesecake. Don't let somebody bring me that cheesecake. I printed about a donut the other day. I said, Lord, please don't let, I don't want to stop and get that donut. And finally I said, Lord, uh, if I drive up to that place and there's a parking space open right in front of the donut shop, that's a sign from you that it's okay for me to go inside and get a donut. And sure enough, on my fifth time around that place, there was a spot. 
We ain't got no nut. What am I trying to say? We make this thing way too serious and way too difficult. What you need, you just talk to him about it. Grandma used to pray out loud by her bed every night. To me, it sounded like mumbling. She was out of her mind She said, boy, this kind of praying Is what saved my life You ought to try it sometime And now I know she was right She was talking to Jesus She was talking to Jesus She'd been talking to Jesus for all of her life And mama used to drag me to church Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights Khaki pants and a polo shirt Boy, I put up a fight She says, son, one day you'll thank me For having God in your life she was right Yeah, my mama was right Cause she was talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus Yeah, my mama was right Cause now I'm talking to Jesus Yeah, I love talking to Jesus and now we talking to Jesus for the rest of my life. Come on, sing. And what a friend we have in Jesus. And what a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, he's faithful. He's true.
is no bad time to start It don't have to sound pretty Just tell them what's on your heart Because it's not a religion Oh, it's more like a friendship Just talk to your father Have you, have you ever thought about this? That God looked at you, and then he looked at his own son, and then he said, I want you to go and die because I want her to be with me. Do you have any clue how much you're loved? Do you have any clue of how close this relationship with you and him is supposed to be? How much he wants to bless you, how much he wants to give you. If you would just get out of your own way. <laughs> and you don't need a church service. You need a car and a trip to work and a few minutes to say, I'm so sorry, that was so stupid. But I don't want it to stop me. Husbands and wives, raise your hand, please. All husbands and wives, hold each other's hand for a moment. Humor me, humor me. Make everybody feel like you didn't get in a fight on the way here, come on. Hold their hand for a few moments. Just reach over and hold their hand. Put an arm around their shoulders just for a second, come on. I've been married to my high school sweetheart for 43 years. So I am qualified to say what I'm about to say. Are you ready? That man you're holding his hand will never give you 100% of what you want out of that relationship. That woman that you're holding her hand will never be 100% to you what you want or need her to be. The best you're gonna get is 90-10. 90% of the good stuff, 10% of the things that drive you nuts. The average is you're gonna get 80. Because he hid the 20 you thought you were going to get, and now he's showing you probably you're going to need to work on that 20. And that 20% of what you're missing, ladies, is what you keep bringing up to him. Would you please fix something without me telling you to fix it? And the enemy will say, that other guy over there, that other guy over there, he has that 20% you're missing over here. And, and, and the enemy will tell the man, that, that, that woman over there, she's got it. You know it, that 20% you keep missing over here. And if you're not careful, the enemy will get you to trade 80 for 20. And then you wake up with the 20 and go on about sick of his 20. and you'll never get the 80 back. So hold his hand, hold her hand for a minute. Let's talk to Jesus about him. Father God, we just come to you asking you, please bless marriages in this room. 
We've all went through a difficult time last year. We all went through a difficult last 14, 15 months. It puts stress on relationships, stress in marriages. The hand that I am holding is an anointed relationship by you that the enemy cannot penetrate in. There is no one, there's no one that can break up this relationship. And Father, as I tell you, I'm sorry for not being to my wife, what you need me and she needs me to be. I'm telling her I'm sorry right now. For not being to my husband what I need to be. I'm telling you and I'm telling him as I squeeze his hand, I'm sorry right now. We just gotta talk to you more, Father. We just gotta talk to Jesus talk to you about my wife. Jesus, I can talk to you about my husband. Single women in here can talk to you about getting married. Single women in here can say to you, looks like every other woman is getting married and they're not going to be near as good as wife as what I would be and here I am. Because Jesus, we can talk to you about anything. Because I don't want anything keeping me I don't want anything keeping us from after everything we went through, getting on board with that even now miracle. So we're just gonna keep talking all day, all night. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on a cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life and give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name. If you have just prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text HEAVEN to 94000 to get in contact with one of our staff where we can answer any questions you may have. Also, if you need prayer, we would love to support you. You can submit your prayer request by texting PRAYER SUPPORT to 94000. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this is your first time experiencing Fellowship Church or you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text FELLOWSHIP to 94000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week in person or online.